pray, Lord, for this church. We pray for their finances. God, you know what they have need of. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we want to lay hands on pocketbooks and purses. Lay hands on pockets, bank accounts, God. So that what you have already destined for them, Lord, will come to be. And, Lord, we trust it and we believe it, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will do, Lord, what you have already planned for this place. Bless New Direction, Pastor Benson, and this congregation. We ask, God, that you might bless him. Now, Lord, I ask that you might bless even this preacher. God, give me the energy, to, the, 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 the recall. Give me, Lord, um, the spirit that might abide with me now. So, Lord, we bless your name on a day like this, and we glorify you, for yet you have been so good to us. And, Lord, I must confess, Lord, and I'm sorry that you have to use such a vessel. But, Lord, if you have to use me, use me. And, Lord, for your glory. We bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good, good afternoon. Good, good morning. Good morning, New Direction. Good morning. Good morning. Now, y'all ought to say it better than that. Good morning to you all. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I, um, I am excited about being here uh, because my friend, my teacher, my mentor has called me to be here this morning. I am so excited about this. Uh, uh, Pastor Benson I've, I've only known him as pastor, but he's known me prior to pastor. <laughs> and so, and so uh, we all sat in his Sunday school 30-something years ago, unmarried and just, just unmarried. <laughs> no kids, no responsibilities. And, uh, and we sat in his Sunday school and we rushed to get there. It was, it was the largest Sunday school then. Uh, and um, my wife and I, we've been married for 29 years, two weeks ago. 29. Thank you, thank you for, for, for that blessing to me. Uh, I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> 29, 29 years. We, we, we've been together 33 years. I, I didn't have money to get married, so we had to delay it for four years. I just have to say the way it is. Uh, and so uh, we, we have been blessed with three children. As a matter of fact, our first child, our first baby, um, um, Ayana, uh, is the goddaughter of Pastor and Virginia Benson. And so, uh, and she is, she is an attorney. She is, she is in the DA's office in Philly. And so, yes, yes, and she is 20, 28 soon. Time flies, boy. <laughs> Time flies. And uh, my son is is a is a, a, a an aspiring opera singer. And my daughter, my youngest daughter, is in school. She's a she's going into her junior year in college. And so uh, it's the wife and I <laughs> getting to know one another all over again. <laughs> all over again. Look, man, that's all I got left is smiles. 
I ain't got, got no more money, so I, all I could do is <laughs> miles. Uh, and so um, I'm excited to be out here, being here. My wife, I know we are excited about being here. It's always good to be here when, when your mentor and your teacher calls you to be and to speak. And so um, I have to say that I am sort of nervous. Even though I'm in pulpit every Sunday, I'm sort of nervous because you always want to make a good impression. And so uh, we'll see what God does. Um, yeah, we'll see what God does. Amen. Amen. To the ministers here and to you, God's people, God bless you. God bless you. We are in Psalm 66. Psalm 66. Psalm 66. I'm going to read this out the King James Version. Um, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt offerings of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goat selah. Come in here, all ye that fear God, and I will deliver. Declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. I regard iniquity in my heart. The Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which, which hath not turned away from my prayer, nor his mercy from me. I'm going to read verse 16 once again. We're going to focus there. Come and hear, all ye that fear God. And I will declare what he have done for my soul. Amen. The Lord had a blessing to the reading this morning, this morning. Um, of sound, can you give me a little more sound? I have a Southly kind of soft spoken. Um, and everybody know me now from South Philly. So I don't apologize for it either. All right. I'm from South Philly. Just to let you know. So if you see me walking with my hands swinging, that's South Philly. That's the way it is. That's the way, that's the way, that's the way it is. So thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Um, I believe I'll testify. I believe I'll testify. I must admit I borrowed this, this title from um, um, Princeton Seminary Professor Cleophas LaRue. He, had a, he has a book entitled, I believe I'll Testify, The Art of African-American Preaching. Uh, in it, he quotes another professor, Paul Scott Wilson, who defines a testimony as a confession or witness that speaks of the faithfulness and steadfast nature of God. A testimonial is verbal evidence by an eyewitness under oath. In a courtroom, the, the, the witness is called to sit near the judge on the witness stand. And, and, and in order to testify, the witness must put their hand on the Bible, swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And perhaps there have been a time or two in your life when you've been, you, you've been in a courtroom and, and had to give an eyewitness account of something you saw 
heard or experienced. Often when you and I have the privilege or the opportunity to testify about God, it is because we have the opportunity to give an account of something we saw, heard, or experienced with God. Which means if you ever if you ever tell your testimony in the church, somehow it seems God is is under investigation. And as witnesses, we are subpoenaed to come and testify of his goodness and of his greatness and of his glory to somebody who's got to make a decision about him. We are called to testify not because God is guilty of anything bad, but because God is guilty of something good and, and somebody um, uh, uh, who may not know God or had not an experience with God or never encountered him needs some evidence of the claims that God has made in your life. We claim, we preach, we, we proclaim, we, we, we study, we, we have learned some things about God and, and his attributes and presented in the Bible. We testify that God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere all at the same time. He, we testify that God is omnipotent. That, that means he possesses all power and there is nothing he cannot do. We testify that God is omniscient. That, that means God doesn't think. He just knows. There's nothing we can teach him, and there's nothing we he, he, he cannot not know. He knows all things. He's immutable. He, he does not change. He, he is everywhere and anywhere, and, 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 and where he is, he is fully who he is in every place that he might be. We testify that he, he, he never leaves where you need him, and he's always there when you need him. He never left where you thought he was. If he moves, he, he bumps into himself. And, and because God is so God, he, he is not subject to natural law, though he may be, uh, uh, he may, uh, be made in humans and, and nature, he is not subject of who and who he is and, and, and what we think he is created for. We testify that he rules and he reigns and, 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 and regulates the universe and all at the same time. He woke us up this morning and still kept the rain falling and the sun burning. He'll, he'll keep us throughout the day and still make sure that the constellations and the stars and the seasons all fall out on schedule. He knows how to run everything at the same time, even while running everything in eternity. God is so God, y'all, that even he went to hell so that you don't have to. He knows how to run things in heaven, hell, and earth simultaneously. And every now and then, he'll do something in our lives that require us to testify on his behalf. And while we are testifying on his behalf, we can say, when I was sick, he healed me. When the doctor said one thing, God intervened and fixed something that the medication could not fix. When I was facing a bill, but I didn't have any money, no job, no income, somehow somebody stepped in and did something and paid for something without me even asking for it. Sometimes when God is on trial, you can't help but step up, put your hands on the Bible, and give an eyewitness account of what God has done for you. As a matter of fact, you don't have to subpoena me or force me to come to the courtroom. I'll come to testify all on my own. And that's where we find David this morning, y'all. David, a man of many talents, a musician, a songwriter, writes this psalm and comes down to the courthouse to testify about God. 
it's clear here, y'all, that, that he is in some kind of trouble, as he always is. He seems to be negotiating a deal with God for his deliverance. And, and in doing so, he transitions from the plural to the singular, from the general to the, to, the, to the specific, and from the corporate to the individual. In the first 12 verses, he is, he is encouraging masses of people to praise God for the many works. But about the time we get to verse 13, the, the us and we and all has turned into me. He says, I will go to the temple. And when I get there, I'm going, to, I'm going to pay the vows that I spoke and made to you when I was in trouble. And if you were honest with yourselves this morning, if you honest with yourselves about, about God, we made a deal with God when we got in trouble. As a matter of fact, some, some of us uh, are in the middle of negotiating with God even right now. David in his text does something that I thought only we do. He's trying to make a deal with God to get him out of trouble. He said, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the temple and, and I'm going to pay the vows that my lips uttered and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. In other words, in other words, God, if you get me out of this one, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to, I'm going to go worship. I'm going, I'm going to give like I'm supposed to give. If you get me out of this one, Lord, I know I messed up, but, but God, if you can get me out of this one, I promise I'm going to live right. I'm, I promise I'm, I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. I promise I'm going to treat people right. I'm, I'm going to get back to reading my Bible. I'm going to sing praises. I'm going to give like I'm supposed to give. God, if you get me out of this one, and it's, it's clear here. That we ain't the only ones who act like this. Here is David, a man after God's own heart, who, who, was, who was in something that appears to be really bad, that prompts him to go to God in a way he hadn't before. God, if you get me out of this one. My mom ain't going to have to wake me up to come to church. When you get me out of this, I, I'm, I'm going to be the first one shouting. First one with my hands raised. And the preacher ain't going to have to beg me to get up and testify. If you get me out of this room, I'm going to do right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to act right. I'm going to say the right things. I'm going to hang with the right folk. If anyone would be honest this morning with themselves and with me, to say that I've been a place in my life where, God, if you healed me, if you bring me out of this, you won't have to look for me on a Sunday morning. I'm going to be there when the church doors open. I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm not going to leave till the church lights go out. God, if you get me out of this, every, everybody has to, has to say this every now and then in their lives. I thought, I thought David was a man after God's own heart. I thought he loved the Lord and, and was anointed and had skills. I, I thought that he was a slingshot thrower and a songwriter and a musician. I thought he was close to God. He's God's first selected king, and he is the seed of Christ. But this text seemed to suggest that you can't be too saved for trouble to hit your life. You, 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 you ain't got that much anointing. You ain't, you ain't got that much Bible in you that the trouble will come your way. 
I don't care how much you try to impress folk. I don't care how much Holy Ghost you claim that you have. Something can come your way that will make you want to pull up a chair and get close to the door and say, Lord, we got to have a talk today. I know, I know we have negotiated this before, God, but, but this time, this time, I really need you to get me out of this one. And that's when David shifts from corporate to individual. Because a testimony is never a corporate statement. A testimony is never what God has done for us. It's, a testimony is always what God has done for me. I believe I'll testify, and when I testify, I got to tell it all by myself. God may have been good to all of us, but this one here, I got to say it all by myself. Y'all remember when we used to have testimony services in church? When when the deacons would stand in the front of the church and, and lead the testimonial period, before we started church, before we started a meeting, before we, we started to sing, we had testimonies. Y'all remember that? That's when somebody would stand up on their own and, and, and tell what the Lord has done for them. Now, when you go to the Baptist church like me, you, your testimony started off with giving honor and glory to God, who is the head of my life. I want to give honor to the pastor, the deacons, the mothers of the church, members and friends. When I used to go to a little Pentecostal church and when I was in college, someone would get up and say, praise the Lord, everybody. And that's how you knew you were in a Pentecostal church. My spiritual, my spiritual mom used to stand up and, and, and she, would, she would say, praise God from whom all blessings flow. When folk get up and told their testimony, the testimony never started with something good. Y'all notice that? It always started with something that was kind of like trouble. And then they worked their way through to tell how God brought them out of the trouble. Lord, I wish I had somebody here that would testify that whenever trouble hits your life, that's the beginning of how your testimony is getting ready to start. That's why you can't curse trouble because sometimes your trouble is the beginning of your testimony. David, David, David said, David said, David said, my testimony started when I was in trouble. As a matter of fact, you ain't got no testimony if you ain't got no trouble. Uh, and, 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 and the fact that some of y'all walked in here uh, today is a testimony all by itself. Because somewhere down the line, trouble came your way. And can't nobody tell it like you can tell it because uh, ain't nobody got you out of trouble like the Lord got you out of trouble. That's, that's why we, we always need testimonies. But, and the testimonies are always personal. They always start with trouble. And every time you testify, God wants to use your life to further evidence, show evidence of your deliverance. He permits some things to happen in your life. So you can tell that he's alive. He's, he's got power. He, he intervenes. He steps in. Isn't it, isn't it great to know that you got a God that to give you a testimony? That God will step in just in time. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at what David, look at what David says. He says, when I get to the church, I'm a worship. 
I'm gonna give like I'm supposed to give. I I I I I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna give all my burnt offerings. I'm 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 going to I'm going to 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 sacrifice the fatted calves. In other words, God, if you get me out of this, I'm going to give you just. I ain't gonna give you just a little bit. I'm gonna give you everything. I'm going to give you a lot because he bought me out of a lot. And because he bought me out, I came to the Lord's house intending to give him my best. I'm going to give him my best resources. I'm going to give him my best treasure. I'm going to give him my best worship. Because he intended to wake me up this morning. I don't know about you all. So so I believe I'll testify that, that when I testify, I, I can't sit down and talk of, and, and not talk about what God has done for me. Because I got a record of the stuff that God has done in my life. And I will declare what, what he's done in my soul. Yeah. Now, 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 you got to understand. You got to understand the scriptures. That word declare in the Greek is the word safar. It means to keep score, to, to keep a record. David says, let me count all that God has done for me. Because when I tell one thing, something else just comes up. And when I tell that, something else just going to come up. And when I tell that, something else going to come up. And when I tell it, something else comes up. Because God has never just done one thing in my life. I can't just talk about his goodness because I got to talk about his grace. I can't just talk about his grace because I got to talk about his mercy. I can't just talk about his mercy because I got to talk about his kind. I can't just talk about his kind because I got to talk about his sacrifice. I can't just talk about his sacrifice because I got to talk about his supplications. Because anybody in here can testify to what God has done for you. Of course. Of course, when I testify, excuse, excuse me, Judge, you, you, you're going to have to give me some time because God has never just done one thing in my life. David, David says, David says in verse 16, look at it, your first 16. He says, come and hear what God has done for me. In other words, let me count off to you. What he's done for my soul, not for my body, but for my soul. He, he's, he, 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 he is saying that in a Hebrew way of thinking. The Hebrew people did not believe that we were body, soul, and spirit. The Hebrews believed that we were just body and soul. And they qualified it by saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. So from the Hebrew mind... Everything in the body encompassed the soul. The soul is the inner part. And, and, and what David is saying is that when God brought me out of trouble, it changed my soul. It changed me on the inside that, that when God has done for me, you can't even see it. He's done some stuff that has affected and changed my attitude, which is why we, we put in, in, in trouble in the first place because he was trying to change me from the inside out. God has never delivered you from anything that hasn't changed you on the inside because if God didn't change you internally, you ain't been delivered. He didn't, he didn't just bring... Bring your body out 
and keep your attitude the same. Because if your attitude is the same, your body uh, is going to go right back to what brought them to the testimony. But when God delivers you, y'all, he, he delivers you and he changes you on the inside. He, he doesn't just bring you out physically. He changes you on the inside. David, David, David says, David says, I feel my help. David says, David says, he says, I prayed to God. I praised him. And that's what that word extol means. In verse 17, he, he, I extolled him. Y'all see, I extolled him. I prayed and I praised. When I prayed to God, I, I knew that if I regarded iniquity in my heart, God wouldn't hear me. But the next verse says, but verily God heard me. And that David is admitting that God answered his prayer. Listen, and this is for everybody in here. God answered his prayer even when God had reasons why he should not have. I had some stuff in my heart that was ungodly. Don't look at me side eye, you too. That was ungodly. And when I was praying... But God looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs and he answered my prayer despite my sinful ways. Uh, The real power of testimony is that you don't deserve to have what God has given you because God has reasons why he should not have blessed you in the first place. And the truth of the matter is the very thing that you're testifying about, God should have left you in it. And if you don't testify, uh, then I got to testify all by myself. That the stuff God brought me out of, it was all my fault. I got myself in it. I messed up. I'm still messing up. And if you like me, and you want God to bring you out, you ought to testify that, that, that you know that you should still be in it. But because of God's grace and God's mercy, he looked down and took hold of your situation. So when I shout, I shout not just because he brought me out. I shout because I know I don't deserve it. He really didn't have to do it, and he did it anyway. Look, 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 look at the text. And I'm going to end with this. Look at the text. It's says, says, verse 19. He says, but God heard me. That's in your Bibles. Uh, but negates everything that went before it. But God heard me. I had sin in my heart. But God heard me. I slept with people I had no business sleeping with. But God heard me. I was irresponsible with my money. But God heard me. I've been laying and plotting on people because I didn't like them. But God heard me. I haven't been giving away I'm supposed to give. But God heard me. I had some needs and, and I didn't know that, that I was spending the money on things I wanted, not things I needed. But God heard me. I was on my way to hell. But Jesus stepped in and washed me and, and, and took my sins away. But God heard me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. 
seek it to rise no more. But, but, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cries. And from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. I believe I testify all by myself. He woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Uh, He gave me a brand new day. He put motion in my body. Thinking in my mind. Sickness didn't kill me. Burns didn't break me. Craziness didn't send me over the bridge. The enemy didn't stop me. The fight didn't finish me. The habits didn't hook me. That virus didn't destroy me. That mistake didn't ruin me. That problem didn't overcome me. That layoff didn't worry me. I believe I testify. I can't tell at all what the Lord has done for me. He saved me, washed me. He shed his blood for you and for me. That's why I raised my hands in the sanctuary. Because the Lord is a living testimony. Lord, I don't know how many years you're going to give me. But I'm still here. I'm going to give you my best. Hallelujah, son. I'm going to give you my best. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to sing, shout, and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't said hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you my best. I got a testimony. Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Somebody ought to testify. Yes. You did it for me, and you didn't have to. I got a a testimony of what the Lord has done for me. Lord, we want to thank you for your goodness and for your grace. For Lord, if it wasn't for your goodness and your grace, where would we be? We'd be knee deep in our sin. Heads in bottles. But Lord, you changed us and loved us. The Bible says even while we were yet sinning, you died for us. That's our testimony. You didn't give up on us. Even when you should have, you didn't give up on us. Lord, I thank you for the preached word that opens us up to your goodness. Lord, even right now, might you prepare someone who will come with their testimony of how you brought them out of a bad situation. And yet there's a but in their life. But you still love them. Lord, prepare the hearts and the minds of those who need to come this morning. That, Lord, they not be ashamed or even too puffed up of themselves. That they may come, give their life over to you. We bless you this this morning. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Bless you. God bless you. Won't you, won't you stand? Won't you stand? Won't you stand? Won't you stand?